I feel like singing another nigga and one more nigga and who wants to give a, a good idea for a nigga and type it in the chat. Give us give us your thoughts before we can, before we continue. It's gotta be something clean, <laughs> something pure, something good. Ah, someone just sent me. Okay. Beautiful. This is a beautiful one. This is a Chaim David one. We're singing a lot of Chaim David these days. It's it's very purifying. Oh, Hashem. Bum bum beam, bum beam, bum beam, da da da, da 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 Today we continue with the Piyasets and Rebbe's teachings in Saviziru's. Today's le- today's learning is romantic. Today's letter, today's learning is different. Today's address that we have, the privilege of learning from the, the Rebbe's words, is uh, very different than what we're used to. Bichlau, we've been learning these diary entries, and uh, they've been they've been incredible. They've been so thought provoking. And also very humbling to get this like inner inner entry into the Rebbe's uh, life, but um, today the Rebbe's writing a letter to nature. It's it's wondrous, it's beautiful. So I just finished my uh, twenty minutes of morning yoga, so I'm gonna bring this now to you guys. Let's just take it in for a second, be still, be in the moment and allow the Rebbe to take us on a trip right now. The Rebbe is going to be taking us on a very interesting journey into his relationship with that which is mysterious in the world, and that's nature. When was the last time any of us gazed at the, at the stars or at the trees and were in wonderment over it? Or is everything in our lives that we're used to just... Not wondrous because it it exists. I'm 
familiar with it. It doesn't provoke any wonder anymore. So the Rebbe is going to take us today on a trip towards looking at stars, looking at nature, looking at air, if that's even possible, looking at wind, taking a look at flowers, and uh, to show how that can be the Petach Hashar, that can be the entranceway towards a real, real strong Hitkarvut Elokim. So, without further ado, the text that we have today is Ot, we're doing Ot Chavtet. If you have your Tzav Vizirus, please open up to Ot Chavtet. But even if you don't, it's right here on the screen. What a, what a crazy world, huh? What a crazy world. We get to learn the PSS Nerebbe's Torah is looking at a screen. All together, I want this learning to continue to be for the complete refuah shlema of Chaim Menachem ben Leah. Chaim Kramer, she continued to have a refuah shlema. Baruch Hashem is doing better, but we got to keep on, keep on davening. And also, give thanks to Kaddish Baruch Hu. I saw a video of Eli Beer on his feet for the first time. And uh, just remember, I mean, we have all those days where we're like, Hashem, how could you do this? And then we have days of also like, Hashem, how could you do this? Right? So I want to be on a day of like, Hashem, wow, how, could, how, how beautiful it was that some of our dear friends got a refuah shlema. It, it's, it's, let it be shalem, let it be complete. So I want us all to let, to completely take, really, bemet inside right now, take a deep breath and appreciate the next 10 seconds. Nothing's taken for granted. And now let's go into the Piyasetz Nerebbe's words. The Rebbe says like this, Olam, Olam, world, world, Et sotcha, ini yodea, Ve'achar sotcha, lo echkor. I don't know your secret. I don't know your mystery. And I'm not going to try to figure out how you work, world, nature, universe. I'm not going to try to figure out the secret and mystery that's contained within you. What I will do, though, my Indian is that maybe I'll, I'll set aside one detail of the world that I see, and on some level, I'm going to attempt to understand one detail of creation. That's what the Rebbe is saying. And then he says, Even of this detail, even of this insight that I'm trying to look into this particular secret, into the aspect of creation, will be seen as completely foolish and metoraf in the heavens, in the Shemaim. And the truth is, once I think about it, even it'll it'll even be seem it'll seem ridiculous to me as well. If I really stop to think about it, and I'm like, hmm, I'm gonna look at one aspect of the world, one aspect of the universe, and kind of try to decipher it. Who am I kidding? Who am I kidding? But the Rebbe is gonna tell us what's the point of what I'm trying to do, and that's what we have to realize. What is the point of this? 
gazing that the Rebbe is trying to do when it comes to looking at the world. But if I pay close attention, that what? All of you is a secret of God. And basically what he's saying over here is everything about you, everything about you, Every single detail of the universe is one of the mysteries of Hashem. Everything. I'm not coming from the place of fools who are trying to understand how you orchestrated nature. That's not my Indian. That's not my Indian. Oh, one second, Chavra. Sorry about that. Can you unmute me, Hashem? Thank you. Saying, I'm not going to be from the fools that are trying to, uh, to to crack the code. Uh, sorry, with the second to bottom line. I mean, he's not coming from a scientific place, not to win a prize, but just to be more attached to Hashem. That's the only thing that allows the Rebbe this Nisayon. And it's obviously very difficult to understand such a kind of thing, but what's encouraging the Rebbe to do this, to try and understand and to think about the details of the universe, is that when he thinks of this mystery called the world, he realizes that it's the mystery of Hashem. That, that, that's what it is. And the Rebbe is saying, I'm from amongst the few people in the world who are trying to make this connection. The mystery of the universe is completely inseparable from Hashem. You know, he's obviously relating to a world of scientists at the time who were trying to show a complete disconnect from the two worlds. But the Rebbe says, what could I do? I look at the world, I look at the universe, and I'm just in utter, utter awe of how wondrous it is and I have, I know that Hashem, you you created all this, you did all this, and just like I want to get to know people better and deeper because you created them, so too do I want to get to know one aspect of the universe, just so that I could be able somehow, somehow, to connect myself deeper to you. To paraphrase a song we've been singing day and night. Only you. <laughs> like, that's what, it, that's what it's boiling down to. But the Rebbe wants to be very clear here the reason why he's looking out to nature and trying to see what is it, a little, what is it all about. And he continues. The Holy, the Holy Baal Shem Tov said, Let's do this very carefully. The Baal Shem Tov said, When a person looks 
in you. Who's you? The world. Not Hashem over here. When a person looks in the world, et adoncha, adon ha'olam ro'eh. He'll see the ribbon It's a classic statement by the Baal Shem Tov. You look at the world, you see Hashem. Va'ani im zo ba'ali lo zachiti. And even though the PSS Rebbe says, even though I haven't been worthy to find you in such a way, like the Baal Shem Tov said, or like the way, you know, like, who, who exemplifies this very clearly? Avram Avinu. Looking out to the world, there, there's got to be more. So the PSS Nerebbe says, Ani lo zachiti. Be'im ani, ve'ani im liriyazo ba'ali lo zachiti. Be'im labit bifnei adon lo igati. Meaning, I didn't, maybe I didn't reach this, but nonetheless, I took a peek. Zot al kol panim hitzatzti. I took a peek and I discovered that Hashem is hidden in your mystery, your mystery universe. I took a peek. I can't understand it all, but I see God is hiding everywhere over here. Everywhere over here. You know, I wasn't sure if I was going to share this, but but I, I think I should. I think I should just because um, for, for for no reason at all other than the fact that uh, my 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 rabbi my rabbi shared this, and I want to see if I could pull this up. But Rav Weinberger mentioned quite often he quoted a a poem, um, and it's a poem written by oh, what was his name? I have it over here. One second, give me one second. It's a poem written by. Walt Whitman, one of the great poets. In fact, I'm going to send it to you right now. I think that this is a very, very, very uh, important piece over here for us to look at. Um, And you'll see it right now. This is a piece that Rev Weinberger has quoted many times over the years. And and when he was teaching this piece, he also quoted it. Let's see if you get it. Yeah. When I heard the learned astronomer, I don't know how many of you have ever seen this before, but look at this. This is, and we're going to see the context of, of, of what this is about. When I heard the learned astronomer, when the proofs, the figures were ranged in columns before me, when I was shown the charts and diagrams to add, divide, and measure them, when I sitting heard the astronomer where he lectured with much applause in the lecture room, how soon unaccountable I became tired and sick, till rising and gliding out, I wandered off by myself in the mystical and moist, most moist night air, and from time to time looked up in perfect silence at the stars. Okay, so... so <laughs> what's going on over here? First of all, it's a, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous poem, but what's the point of the poem over here, right? And, and it's context to our shir, is that this person was, was attending a, a lecture in a very large lecture hall in university by a, a tiny professor giving over the whole theories and everything, 
standing by a little blackboard, drawing diagrams of the universe on a blackboard. And this person sitting there in the in the crowd in the hall, he, he in this poem he's describing how he just he couldn't take it anymore. He couldn't take how this this is the way he was learning about the world. So he runs out to the mystical air, and looked up a great wonder to the stars, because this person was longing to actually experience the mystery that he was learning about. But the Rebbe is saying over here that he he didn't yet he didn't yet experience he didn't discover Hashem in his stargazing. He's saying again, Next page. I didn't just see the hiddenness and the concealment. It's not all I saw. Meaning, when I looked up and I gazed at the stars, let's say, right? It's not only, uh, if you can keep on going up, thank you. It's not only that I realized I don't see it, but the mystery itself made me realize that there's so much the, so much more than meets the eye. And that that, I think, is the point of this piece. It's not only hiddenness and concealment that, that the Rebbe said he saw, meaning the very concealment, the mystery itself, is the most wondrous gilui elokut, is the most wondrous revelation of God. Now, I want, I want us to think about those words for a second, that the mystery itself is a revelation of Hashem. And now you think about it. When it comes to love, when it comes to real love, when it comes to f- whatever that, that thing is called, falling in love, at least in its initial stages. It's the mystery that reveals to you what you're really feeling. It's the wonderment. It's not the understanding. It's not the intellectualizing of it. It's not the mental grasping of what you're feeling. It's the experience of mystery that reveals to you actually how you feel. So the Rebbe is, the, the Rebbe is saying over here, that Hashem is completely, completely within the mystery of the universe. That's what he saw. Et hasod ki or ra'iti. I saw ra'iti. I saw light when I looked at this secret. Kshistakalti shesod ata. When I saw that you, the universe, are one big secret, you're one big mystery. My heart and my soul became filled with understanding and with seeing, but it was dafka through the mystery. And the Rebbe says, and when I try to investigate and in understanding this, using my, my intellect, my cold intellect, this my seichel, when I tried to solve the mystery, that entire feeling disappeared. Let me ask you a question. We did this once in a shir a few years ago. Can any of you explain what happens to you when you get caught up in a nigun that takes you somewhere? The second, remember we did this in shir once, the second you start to analyze what you're feeling, you're out of the nigan. You're not there. You're pashut not there. It's the mystery. 
You know, let's try this right now. This is there's no better time to do this. I want to sing the nigun we started the shear with right now. I'm gonna sing it again right now, and and don't do anything other than be in the nigun, and uh, I'm gonna pick it up in the middle. Okay, each of you close your eyes for a second. Let's go back to the nigun we started the shear with. But sing with me. Stop! Where were you? You understand where you were? You don't understand where you were. But that's what makes you be in love with that mystery. If you understood what was happening to you, you would not be it. So the Rebbe over here is saying to us something very, very important. Life is filled with mysteries. Life is filled with the unknowns. It's your Bechira to view that as concealment or revelation. It's just a matter of how much are you adamant in seeing Hashem through the experience. If it's trying to crack codes as to how things work, no mysteries, no love, there's nothing taking place. But if your adamant is saying, Ribbono Shleilam Ayeka, Ayimekom Kvodo, then the mystery becomes a revelation. And that's such a beautiful thing, it's such a beautiful moment. So the Rebbe continues in the second line, in the second paragraph on this page. Lama titchamek kol kach olam? Why, why world, why are you, why are you mitchameking, why are you, how do you say mitchamek, why are you, uh, how would you say mitchamek? Why are you trying to hide so much? Lama Why are you causing I guess the right way to be of you is like why are you why are you allowing people to just become materialistic through their connection to you? When really What a what a line. The Rebbe says, really, really, world? You're a window into the king's chamber. It's like he's talking to the universe and he's saying, okay, I'm able somehow to enjoy this experience of seeing this consumer as a revelation, but, but really, world, why don't you reveal yourself more? You're a chamber, you're a window to the chamber of the king. V'lama why are you tormenting the soul uh, to the one that's looking? Remove, remove, remove the concealment. Stop torturing those that can't see anything past you. It's amazing. A Rebbe is talking to nature and he's saying, remove your mask. 
demask yourself. Ve'efsa derech pitchacha el mekom kodkidosheinu. Oh my God, he says over here, and I'll move forward and I'll take steps and I'll advance into your entrance to your place of holiness. V'sham etba. In a good way. And there, I'll, I'll immerse myself. I will, I'll drown in that secret of how Hashem is in every single piece of you. It's amazing. Who talks like this to nature, right? Who talks like this to nature? אין אומר ואין דברים, ומה רבו דבריכם בלי נשמע קולכם? saying, world, you have so much to say without even making a sound. You have so much to say without even making a sound. That reminds us very story, oh, he says over here, כצדיקים גדולים עמוקי המחשבה תוארכם. You ever, you ever hang out with someone that you thought that, um, you you were going to receive direct counsel, verbal counsel from them, and you really prepared yourself to hear what they had to say. You prepared your questions, you knew what you were going to ask, you were hoping that you'd become an open vessel to hear what they had to say. And then when you're in their presence, somehow it's just the, the being in their presence and being around their thought processing is kind of like, you, you got it. You got what you got what you needed. Um, I'll tell you very, very weirdly, that happened to me a few times when I was by Mayor Banai's concerts. Bina and I used to go to uh, to hear Mayor Banai Olavashalom all the time. And something, I don't know what it was, the truth is, his words between songs were were horrible. Mechila, Mayor, I'm sorry, but you, you stunk at, at the, the public speaking thing, but you were gewalt with what you didn't say. And so often, like, we left there feeling like we, we got exactly what our questions were. It was, it was amazing. It was an amazing thing. Many times musicians have these experiences when they're on stage, sharing stage with other musicians, and they receive exactly from the other musician what they were looking for without verbalizing it. So the Rebbe is saying over here, Amazing universe, your words without even voicing anything. You speak so loud. You share so much info. You shed so much light. Like the deep thinkers. That's who you are. The Rebbe is saying over here, you're like those that are attached to the great seekers of, of the world of Kabbalah, of the secrets of the world. That's what the universe is like. Beshtikatchem, in your silence, Chedvat Elokim Aleinu Tapilo. In your silence, really, the fear and awe of Hashem falls upon us. This is so deep. And in your attachment to Hashem, I also become attached. What's the Rebbe saying over here? You know, Perak Shira is a very important thing to recite. Because it speaks about how all of the, the, the nature kingdom 
is always singing a song to Hashem. What we don't seem to connect enough to, I mean, I shouldn't say we, I hate when people do that. Definitely me. I'm a city boy. I'm born in, you know, I, I, I lived in Los Angeles and Ranana. I didn't have a lot of nature around me. Now, Baruch Hashem, I have a little bit more, but I didn't have a lot. My wife did. My wife's a nature girl. She she really put it into me. She's putting it into me more and more, this Indian of of, of the mitziyut of Hashem in nature and how important and healthy it is for the growth of our children to be very much around nature. When our kids are running wild in fields, they blossom. <clears throat> they grow in those 20 minutes of running around in an open field than they would with 50 hours of learning. Their connection to themselves, to their soul, is immeasurable. Immeasurable. We recently we did some family pictures in some field outside of Beit Shemesh. And uh, we let the girls just run three, th- run completely free through this huge orchard, and the simchat chayim. It was it was something else. It's also why Rabbi Nachman. One of the reasons why Rabbi Nachman speaks greatly in detail about the importance of when you do pour your out to Hashem, make sure you do it bena asavim. Do it around the blades of grass that are also at that moment they waited for you to come and daven in their presence. But I think. Again, it seems to me that what the what the Piyasetz Nerebbe is saying over here, he's saying when I, when I don't crack your code, but when I stop and realize that you, nature, are completely subdued and live in perfect harmony with Hashem's Ratzon, because when you grow, you grow because that's what Hashem wanted, and when you get kind of swamped up because that's what Hashem wanted from nature as well, that's all in perfect union, perfect harmony with Hashem, I gaze at that and I realize how davuk you are, nature, how davuk world you are to God. That does something to me too. That actually does something to me. And the Rebbe kind of ends off here with a prayer. And he says, Ashrei ha'ish, praiseworthy, fortunate is the person. Hashem bachem What a schut it is for a person that is able through the universe to seek Hashem in, in, in action, in deed, and in thought, and conserve Hashem together with you. Together with you, Hashem, in your service of Hashem, meaning He's talking to the world now. To that I, together with you, world, we're together in a, in a, in a job. What are we doing together? We're together serving Hashem. Min ha'olam ve'ad ha'olam gam yachad. Right, from world to world, he's not he's not talking now to the to, to the to the world anymore. He's speaking to to, to the Rebbeinu Right, After he went through this whole thing, talking to the universe and realizing what he feels when he feels closer to nature. Then he goes back and he says, only you. Only you, praiseworthy, is the person. What a schut it is for the person who's able to allow himself to gaze at one of the details of creation. So as a as a very practical shirei bait, on the most practical level, I mean, we did that thing with, with, with the nigun we sang earlier, but on a very practical place, what would that look like for us today to try to emulate what the Rebbe, what the Piyasetz and the Rebbe is saying, it's something different for each person. However, I would, I would offer the following. Notice something 
that's in nature today that you think you notice all the time, but pay attention to it. Pay attention to its harmony. Pay attention to its rhythm. I'm not talking about cars. I'm not talking about buildings right now. I'm talking, we're filled with nature. I hear a chirping bird right now. There's plenty of things. Our, you you could you could come up with a, with a lot of different ideas for this. I don't want. That's why I don't want to say anything specific. You know, for me, very much, I I become more aware and open to noticing things in nature when I walk, when I when I work on my breath. When I become aligned with my breathing, somehow, everything else starts to fall into place. Let's see what Naftali says. That's a great idea. I, we should make a nigan called Nigan of the Birds. Psh, wow. Should we? That's Naftali Divrei Elokim Chaim. I love your. I love your background, by the way. It's unbelievable. Um, that's a great idea. Anyway, I think that that's a very, very important thing. Important, important inyan. That um, you know, the the Nitziv also says that. You could be looking, you know, the question is, can looking at the world, just looking at the world, bring a person closer to Hashem? Just looking at the world. So the, you you think that the, that the yeshivish answer would be, what are you crazy? But it's, the truth is, a humble person who's seeking the Ribbono Shleilam and that learns Torah because he's incorporating the Da'at Elyon into his being, when he then goes out to the world, he can't not see Hashem. All he sees is Hashem. I feel strongly that Reb Shlomo, when he went out to the world eventually, and he only went out to the world after being in yeshiva for 25, 26 years, he, he couldn't not see God in everything that he came in contact with. So the Piyasetzna has given us a really beautiful formula here how to engage in this harmony that exists whether we're aware of it or not, and to have a, this beautiful conversation with things that we take for granted, sorry, things that I take for granted, because they really are constant, constant, constant reminders that really, I'm sure most of your diary entries are pretty similar to this one, right? Not yet, maybe. But we're on our way. We're keeping on winning as long as we continue to open our hearts and realize that Kaddish Baruch Hu is telling us big things right now. Much bigger things than the horaot that we're getting about how many people can congregate together and not. It, that's, those are all confusing statements. Continuing to seek the Ribbono Shalom, to learn His words, to incorporate it into our lives, to have compassion on ourselves, mm-hmm. will enable us to look at everything in the world and see Akadosh Baruch Hu in everything and everyone. Bye bye, everybody. <laughs>